Hello, Midtown community. My name is Anna Rafferty, and I'm the Associate Managing Editor for Arts and Entertainment and a third-year staffer on the Midtown Southerner. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the first episode of The Vibe Check, a podcast covering new school policies and issues that impact the students and staff of Midtown. This episode will focus on back to school, specifically on the re-emphasis of the out-of-sight, out-of-mind cell phone issue, along with the new reinforcement of the dress code policy. Now, the cell phone policy isn't necessarily new. It began being enforced strictly towards the end of last semester, but the beginning of the new school year makes the consequences of failing to comply a lot more clear. A message from Principal Dr. Betsy Bachman in the Back to School newsletter reads, Cell phones should be out of sight and out of mind during class time. Teachers will remind once, then, if necessary, write a behavior referral after that reminder. Now, the consequences of refusing to comply with the policy include after-school detention, followed by Saturday school with a parent conference, and in-school suspension with a parent conference. Some students agree with this policy, like sophomore Madison Walker, but find issue with how it's handled in some cases. So I think it's a good policy for just focusing and, and being present in, during school because I definitely can understand how having your phone out is a distraction, but I also feel that we also have a personal responsibility to be at school to learn, and I feel like sometimes the enforcement is treating this like kids, like telling us every day to keep it out of sight and out of mind. I feel like it, it just, it gets a little bit like we get it, like we're in high school now, and I feel like we should be able to be held responsible for our actions. On the other hand, Senior Sky Sweet finds the cell phone policy largely ineffective. Don't think it will make much of a difference. I don't think it has ever made much of a difference. I mean, like you said, it was in place last year and it didn't change anything because people weren't enforcing it. And, you know, like it, it kind of just feels like it will always fall flat. Like I don't think that there's gonna be much change no matter how strict you make the policy. Now, a large part of what can make these cell phone policies confusing and ineffective is lack of enforcement. Aaron Obe, a new teacher to Midtown who teaches language arts, believes that Midtown's more consistent enforcement this year is an improvement from her previous places of employment.
Biology and AP Environmental Science teacher Michael Sanderson has taught at Midtown for three years. Previously, he taught at Marietta High School, where he says the cell phone policy was relatively similar. Nevertheless, he still appreciates the effort Midtown puts in to regulate phones in the classroom. I think they are important. Um, I think school-wide policies are important so kids know um, not just from class to class, but what the building expects. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, uniform policy is essential. On to the next big issue, dress code. Over the past few years, Midtown has been relatively relaxed about the enforcement of this policy. Students could be seen walking the halls in any number of outfits that technically violated policy and not face any consequences for their outfit choices. However, this year, Midtown's administration has decided that it's time to make things more clear and more consistently enforced. Much like the cell phone policy, the dress code is somewhat controversial among Midtown students. Sweet weighed in, stating that while some form of dress code is necessary, the current dress code is sudden and biased against female students. Yeah, of course. The dress code up until now has been incredibly lenient. Like, last year, there were girls walking around in crop tops and everything, and nobody said anything because it wasn't something to be, in my opinion anyway, it wasn't something to be, like, crazy about. We were high schoolers, you know? Okay. I, like... It was, I thought it was super weird. I don't know. It felt like going back to middle school. Like Sweet, Walker views the dress code as having a bias towards female students. Um, there are certain things that I feel are more targeted towards females just for, just the way society is just in general. Um, yeah. Regardless of how students feel about the restrictions of the dress code, the heavier enforcement does seem to be working. Sanderson hasn't needed to dress code any students in his classes so far this year. Of course, the policy doesn't work 100% of the time. Ope still notices violations in her students. Probably. Um, there's students that I've seen that I would assume what they're wearing would violate the dress code. Um, and it may just be because I'm new, I'm not really sure what my role in policing the dress code is. Uh, so I've been fairly hands-off. I think I think it's something that'll probably shake out a little bit better maybe as, as time goes on. So I'm just taking a sort of wait and see approach with that. 
Nevertheless, teachers do understand student frustration. Sanderson offered some advice for those who may have issues with the dress code policy. Um, it, I think that it's okay to feel like they're unfair, but these policies aren't abnormal. We do see them across all schools um, and places of work. Like uh, when you do get a job, you often are required to wear um, either a very specific uniform or outfit, or there are usually limitations or expectations. And that concludes the first episode of The Vibe Check, a Midtown Southerner podcast. Once again, I'm Anna Rafferty, Associate Managing Editor for Arts and Entertainment. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day.